0: Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad and I have with me, socially distanced on the phone, <laughs> Father Joe Rampino from just on the other side of the river, but it seems like now it could be thousands of miles away. Father Rampino. Could be thanks, the surface of the moon. And that's yes, Here right. we are. <laughs> that's right. Here thanks, we are. thanks for joining us uh, from a safe distance. Um, (laughs) Happy to oblige. So today we are going to, um, this is actually a question that a donor, uh, whose name unfortunately I don't have, but a donor asked, um, and so it said, I want to know the explanation of the part in the creed when it says Jesus descended into hell. Did he really go to hell, and did he bring anyone back with him? So that's a part of the creed from the Apostles' Creed, and and what do we make about that?
1: Uh, well, certainly it's it's a shocking one. I remember getting really excited as a, as a, as a, uh, a kid when, because uh, I had learned it as he descended to the dead and on mm-hmm. the third day he rose again. And when I first heard the older translation that says he descended into hell, I would, got really excited because that just <laughs> seemed like a bigger statement to make. And as a kid, you're all about bigger statements. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking about that, we have to be very careful about what we mean by Uh, Hell And the fact that it gets translated as the dead keys us into uh, something really important. So the first point we want to make is that when we say Christ descended into hell, this is after he has died and his soul is separate from his body Mm -hmm. uh, and before he rises from the dead, he does not descend into the hell of the damned. So we're going to make a distinction when we explain this between um, the hell of the fathers, which is what they call um, what we're about to talk about in, in the tradition and the hell of the damned, which is where souls who reject God definitively have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna start by making that uh, really, really important distinction.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that that's a good place to start because you might think, well, how, damnation is, you know, it's not like it's a physical place per se. I mean, it is a physical place in a certain sense, but like it, it's, it's damnation is really an, a, a being apart from God, a, a right. staying away from, and Christ is God. And so he can't possibly go outside of himself <laughs> right. and be apart. He from He cannot himself. be
1: separate from yeah, and and we'll we'll get into you know um, that precise problem in in just a moment. But the but the first thing we want to say is uh, when we talk about hell, this is kind of a Greek idea of hell of or also a, a Jewish idea of hell mm-hmm. as just the place where all of the dead are. Yeah, because prior to Christ, there is no conception of entering into heaven itself and living out eternity in paradise in the presence of god sharing his life. Yeah, and then that we... is not a part of the ancient jewish faith. It's 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 just not a thing that enters into the mind of humanity.
0: Yeah. And that, that, and, and if there was were people in heaven it's only like the great heroes like hercules or different things like that. Right, you know? and
1: even then heaven's conceived of as a physical paradise as a really nice pleasurable place but never the christian idea of of paradise as a sharing in God's own life and becoming like him because you see him face to face that doesn't exist so the hell here is talking about the place where all of the dead are and we believe that when Christ himself died and when he you know took part in death like every uh, every person will uh, he went to this hell of the fathers the place where the righteous dead were waiting mm-hmm. because we believe that you know the righteous dead people like Abraham and Isaac and David and Isaiah and the prophets all the way up to Joseph um, were not in heaven when they died. <laughs> yeah. They didn't enter heaven. And that's an important thing for us to understand, because I think we sometimes forget that, is until Jesus, no one entered heaven. Yeah, Even those who were good, they entered a place of rest, a place of repose, and a place of waiting. But until Christ's death, heaven was not open to them. So when Christ descends into hell, what does he do? He goes to take those who are waiting and to bring them as the kind of the inaugural class of uh, souls admitted into the glory of the blessed Trinity.
0: And we, we can see this almost in, in one of the parables that Christ uh, gives, which is the parable of the, the rich man and Lazarus. And, and the, Lazarus is taken to what's called the bosom of Abraham and right. there's still like, it seems like there's some connection there. You know, he can see the, the, the rich man who's, who's suffering mm-hmm. torments and things like that. But it's not necessarily um, yet that, um, that idea of, of being truly in heaven and participating right. in the beatific vision.
1: We so, notice that Lazarus has not entered the throne room of God the Father.
0: Exactly. And this is something that um, is represented really beautifully in uh, in different icons. I know when I was uh, a kid, I went to Turkey and saw this beautiful, beautiful icon in a church there in, in Istanbul. Uh, was this in the Korah? Yeah, yeah, it was in the- Korah, yeah. And... Uh, and, and it has Jesus like busting through the gates of hell. Yeah. Oh, and, it's awesome. Yeah. And like, it's so good. Pulling Adam and Eve out of their graves and like bringing right. them up. So that's kind of the, what the idea spectacular is. Spectacular scene.
1: Yeah. The idea, I mean, that's that for one is a spectacular icon. You know, he's standing on the, the busted doors of hell, which are shaped now like a cross under his feet, mm-hmm. with one arm dragging up Adam, the other dragging up Eve, while all the patriarchs and prophets. And interestingly enough, um, Plato and Aristotle are oh, I didn't also know there that. looking on. They're in the icon, so Plato and Aristotle are also there, like waiting to get led into heaven, uh, which I always <laughs> thought was hilarious as a philosophy major.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, oh, it's wonderful, but it's a brilliant icon of what's going on. And I think that's important for another reason too. Is uh, it tells us like what salvation really is. I think in in the West, in our current like Roman Catholic uh, modern milieu, when we talk about how does Jesus save us. Uh, very often, you know, we, we come back to the truth. He died for our sins. And when we dig into what does that mean for us commonly, it means he he saved us by suffering a lot. Mm-hmm. He saved us by his suffering. And that's true. That's true. But we look at it in a very particular way. We look at it as moderns in, in a way that the church hasn't for a long time uh, or ever which is that he saves us primarily by solidarity with us. Mm-hmm. That seems to have crept into our notion of, of, of salvation, that we are saved because uh, Jesus can understand us, because he's gone through everything. And what I love about that icon of uh, what we might call the harrowing of hell, you know, Christ taking mm-hmm. all of these people up into heaven with him, is that yes? Christ does exist in this incredible solidarity with us. You know, he takes on our nature. He has a human mind and intellect and emotions. He hungers, he thirsts, he weeps, he dies. He goes through everything but sin. But he saves us by conquering death mm. and by defeating the devil.
0: Yeah, and that's but, really quite. I mean, <laughs> when we think it's about powerful, yeah, the we and 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 it gives new life almost to the resurrection at Easter time, which we'll be celebrating right. soon. You know this absolute triumph that death where is your sting? you know hell where is right. your victory that that Christ really has has turned it upside down and and has made it so that it, death and hell no longer triumphs over us
1: right and, and it's and it it changes the way we go about, even our moral life as well. You know, the idea is that you know Christ doesn't save us simply by you know fading away in the right way. <laughs> he doesn't save us by just kind of uh, handing himself over quietly and, and, and passively, merely to death. But he uses death as a tool of, of conquest. Um, he turns the devil's weapons back on him. Uh, and for us, too, you know, we're saved not just merely by suffering enough. We're saved by, with great courage, accepting the cross that's handed with, uh, to us. You know, there's all the difference in the world in being dragged along by our cross uh, and looking at square in the face and putting it on our shoulders. Mm. Um, and one gives us a chance at great courage and great joy, you know, taking it with courage. But sometimes they can creep into our Christian lives, even when we're trying to do this right of saying, oh, I must carry my cross and let our cross carry us and kind of drag us uh, sad and despondent uh, into heaven. And we can go through our passion carrying our cross with great joy. And that's part of the key to Christian virtue. Um But it's easier to understand that if we understand the way Christ does this, uh, that this is what he is doing, that he's not just kind of sliding despondent into the realm of the dead and then popping up three days later. He's very intentional about taking that cross on, and he's in charge of of the the entire thing, start to finish. He's the master of this, and and he is about a serious work, even as he suffers um, all through Good Friday, even to the point of death. Pardon me while I ramble, but I think it's no a worries. really important point for us, <laughs> especially is, now is. when we have a, a cross to bear as a society.
0: Yeah, and and it's it, it's interesting when you look at some of the the depictions of Jesus in in uh, historically, there in the in the way back there weren't that many depictions of very um, gruesome crucifixion scenes, right? Not really. No, but there were lots of depictions of Christ in triumph. Christ, mm-hmm. Christ victorious, Christ the the Ponticata, the great teacher, Christ the great right. King, and even when he's on the cross, he's depicted as as a king, and and to show but, that like our God really has triumphed, and there's nothing that can stop him, and there's no way that 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 death can get its grip on us, you know, save right. that we let it, uh, you know, it's only only through Christ that uh, that that that, that real triumph and real victory is won and that's what this descent into hell uh, shows us you know why it's so important for us to know about that it's in the creed you know is that to show that that God has triumphed that he has risen and in rising he has defeated the enemy yeah sweet
1: It's good stuff it's yeah. exciting
0: good well it's also been depicted many times in literature so we'll also do something uh adjacent to that in another podcast but for now thank you father rampino for joining us and thank you everyone for listening if you'd like to listen to other great catholic podcasts you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can tweet at us at catholicbites we're on twitter apparently thank you and god bless you